welcome to the movie's past and present podcast. It's November 11th, 2021, and this is episode 76. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. got new movies just flying all over the place uh i'm going to focus on a couple here that are new on streaming platforms uh first up is red notice which is an action comedy uh this is made by netflix uh netflix is actually uh, playing this in select uh movie theaters across the country and uh, it will be streaming on netflix starting uh tomorrow on november 12th this is directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. Uh, this movie stars uh, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. So we've got an appealing cast. Um, and it's the pros versus the cons. Uh, and Interpol issued Red Notice is a global alert to hunt and capture the world's most wanted. But when a daring heist brings together the FBI's top profiler, who's played by The Rock, and two rival criminals, uh, Gal Gadot and Ron Reynolds play the criminals. Um, there's no telling what will happen. So uh, I think Red Notice looks like it's going to be uh, a fun action movie. Uh, it is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for violence and action, some sexual references, and strong language. Next up is Fitch. Uh, Fitch is an adventure drama which is currently playing now on Apple TV Plus. Uh, it's directed by Miguel Sapochink. Hope I'm saying your name right, Miguel. Uh, Tom F- Hanks is Finch, a man who embarks on a moving and powerful journey to find a new home for his unlikely family, his beloved dog, and a newly created robot. Uh, and they're in a dangerous and ravaged world. It looks to me like it's a dystopian future type of movie but it also looks like uh, quite compelling so uh finch as i mentioned is is uh now streaming on apple tv plus it's rated pg-13 by the motion picture association for brief violent images um while we're on the topic of streaming services uh the disney plus streaming service is celebrating its second anniversary tomorrow november 12th and they're calling it Disney Plus Day. And they're going to be dumping a whole bunch of content on the service. And and also, in Disney style, there's going to be a lot of synergistic stuff going on. Um, if you want to, if you haven't signed up for Disney Plus, tomorrow would be a good day to do it. They're offering a one-month membership for $1.99. And then, uh, and then I'm not sure what happens beyond that. <laughs> if you want to uh, continue with it. Uh, as far as as, the, as some of the content that's, that's going to be on the service starting tomorrow, uh, the Marvel Studios film Shang, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings will be making its Disney Plus debut uh, tomorrow. Uh, Jungle Cruise, speaking of, you know, starring The Rock, speaking of uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, and Emily Blunt, that will be making its Disney Plus debut uh, also on November 12th. Uh, anyway... Uh, lots, lots of good stuff. So you should go, de- definitely go, 
uh, check out Disney Plus uh, tomorrow if you're not a subscriber or if you are a subscriber. Uh, I, I'm excited. I know one of the things that they're doing with some of these Marvel films that play on Disney Plus, they're doing what they're calling an IMAX enhanced uh, version of it. So it's going to be in the IMAX ratio, although you'll be seeing this on your TV screen. But um, I'm checking. I'm going to check it out uh, for sure. Um, they have a, a, I think it looked like to me maybe ten or twelve of their films that are that are doing that. So of uh, the Marvel Studios films on Disney Plus. So anyway, uh, Disney Plus Day on November twelfth uh, should be great. reviews we've got four films uh i'm a little behind sorry about that first one is the last duel this one opened up in theaters a few weeks ago and actually it kind of bombed at the box office i think it's you still might be able to catch a screening on the big screen um but also i'm sure it'll be coming to digital and streaming platforms very soon so this film is directed by ridley scott it is uh based on a screenplay from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, who both star in the film, as well as a writer named Nicole uh, Holofsener, and I hope I'm saying her name correctly. And it's also based on both historical data and a 2004 book called The Last Duel, A True Story of Trial by Combat in Medieval France by Eric Yeager. Now, I had mentioned this in a previous podcast, but this film is... Uh, follows a bit of the style of the Japanese film Rashomon, uh, as you may have heard of or seen before, directed by the great Akira Kurosawa, whereas it, it takes one story and tells it from the perspective of the three of, of the main people, the three main people. Uh, in this case, there's a, a husband played by Matt Damon, wife played by Jodie Comer, and then this other knight who was a friend of, Matt Damon's character, uh, played by Adam Driver. And they each give an accounting of this of this story, which is where, um, you know, Matt Damon's character and Jodie Comer's character get married. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with estates and land and whatnot um, and these different military campaigns. Um, but what happens is uh, uh, this night, played by Adam Driver, uh, ends up uh, raping the uh, the wife of Matt Damon, again played by Jodie Comer, and uh, uh, and and she accuses this guy of rape, and and uh, how it gets resolved is that there's a uh, a duel uh, to the death between between uh, again Matt Damon Matt Damon's character and Adam Driver's character, so hence the title of the last duel. Uh, because also I believe it was the last duel that was sanctioned by a court in in France, at least as far as you know conflict <laughs> conflict resolution. Um, it's a tough film to watch, frankly, uh, partly because we have to see this rape three times, you know, from three different perspectives. But um, you know, that's 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 def. It's a hard watch. This film definitely earns its R rating. Um, also. 
uh, you know, the, the, most of this stuff is actually kind of bland and uninteresting. All leading up to this last duel at the end, um, which is just, you know, frankly, just gruesome. So uh, I I had to quote unquote watch much of it with my eyes closed because <laughs> I just uh, uh, you know they were going for realism and then they got it it was it was really gross so um, you know overall I think I was quite I, I was disappointed with the last duel I found it rather bland and then a bit a bit too uh, extreme in, in those regards I give it three out of five stars. Next up is the uh, um, big science fiction epic Dune. And uh, Dune hopefully is still available on the big screen. Sadly, I don't think it's available on IMAX anymore because, you know, I always think IMAX is a good idea. If you can see these, you know, these big movies uh, on the IMAX size screen, but still any big screen, um, I think we'll do because this is it's it's a big screen epic. It's also playing on HBO uh, Max. I think for another for another uh, few days. So if you want to check check that out. Um, speaking of HBO, uh, you know, so Dune, well, Dune was is it, it it was published in 1965. It's a science fiction book by Frank Herbert. Uh, I think it's 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 I think mostly beloved. By the science fiction community and just by a lot of people, then I just know that the thing is a very good book. I'm in the process of reading it. I'm trying to get through it. It's it's rather large. The edition I have is is over 600 pages, um, and then more pages with with uh, forwards and afterwards and appendices and whatnot. But anyway, um, this film is also turned into a feature uh, length. Excuse me, this book was also turned into a feature length film. Uh, in 1984, um, it was directed by David Lynch, and it's currently playing on HBO. So if you've got HBO Max, uh, it's a, it's it's definitely something you you can check out if you choose to. I got to tell you, the 1984 film is 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 cruddy. Um, <clears throat> I think it's got a quite a cult following, uh, but it's it's really a terrible <laughs> it's really a terrible film. I think one of the actually one of the disadvantages though of this 1984 film is is that you know they cram this very large book into about two hours and fifteen minutes, so they're not going for epic length with it. So they're cramming a lot in. Uh, it's got a really 80s feel to it, which which uh, can be fun and kind of campy, but in this case, it was just mostly it was it was. Uh, just kind of overblown and gross. So uh, I can't say I'd recommend this 1980 film, or excuse me, 1984 film. However, now we come to this 2021 film adaptation directed by uh, Denis Veneuve, and uh, it's a completely different experience, and uh, I I was really quite taken with it. So, you know, Dune, this book and the story, it's, it's one of the great... Uh, kind of again, hero's journey type of stories. A character named Paul Atreides, who's this young man born into this, uh, you know, somewhat royal uh, family, and 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 his calling and his journey to to uh, 
go save the people on this uh, sand planet, which is called, uh, you know, one of the names they give this planet is Dune because it's just, you know, endless, endless sand dunes. So instantly, though, you get, when 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 this new film, you know, this new film version starts, it's really this story about Paul's journey. Paul is played by Timothy uh, Chalamet, and uh, it's 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 a wonderful cinematic experience. Uh, you know, Dune's a very complicated book, as I'm finding as I'm as I'm reading <laughs> reading it. And then also again experiencing that earlier film where there's there's so much to cover and you know they just chose to cram so much in whereas I I thought that in this new version uh uh Denny Villeneuve really uh took his time to to set up the story also it needs to be said that that uh the very first thing when you see the title card of this new film is it's Dune Part 1 and then shortly after the this movie opened, Warner Brothers officially announced that they are producing Dune Part Two. So that also makes sense because the films, the runtime seems it's around two and a half hours, maybe a little longer. And if I were to only have a really any kind of complaint about this current version, is that it ends rather abruptly. And I think that's why we know is because there's there's lots more <laughs> lots more to follow, but. Uh, I found that the, the story was was not was was uh, I guess the visual storytelling is really what I should say is is excellent and that you can follow the plot and it's it's interesting the acting's great it's got they've got a you know huge cast there's Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson and uh, anyway Stellan's uh, Scars guard it just goes on and on. There's lots and lots of people in this movie. Uh, Zendaya plays a very important role in it. And anyway, uh, I I I like to go see it on the big screen. Um, f- I give it four out of five stars. Next up is the French Dispatch, which is a very different kind of film. It's directed by Wes Anderson, and if you're familiar with Wes Anderson's films, he's just got you know he has this very distinctive style. I think maybe some view it as pretentious. I view it as quite charming. Really, every single shot of his is set up like a painting. And just the way that the characters are placed. And again, it's not natural or realistic, really, per se. But it's a wonderful storytelling vehicle. And and and, and this is a really charming film. It's basically three, three kind of stories that are all woven into this uh, main fabric. And the, the French Dispatch is... Uh, in a way, I feel I think that this really this is a tribute to to uh, uh, the New Yorker magazine, and uh, this particular magazine is, is 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 written and published in France, but mostly by by uh, Americans, you know, by expats that are that are living over there. The editor is played by Bill Murray. They also this also this film also has a very uh, impressive cast um but it's but it's talking about i guess this last issue that they're creating of the french dispatch and uh it, it goes into some in-depth i guess these three stories would be considered like uh main articles that are getting written written for it uh 
the English major in me, I was a college English major, just was delighted. It just was, it was so literary, uh, so, so charming. Um, also R rated, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, some nudity and some, some, some language in it that, that where it, it earns its R rating, but it still, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good film with, within this type of genre. So if you're, if you're into, uh, kind of these literary artsy films, I think you, uh, will enjoy the French dispatch. I gave it four out of five stars. Last stop for reviews is Eternals. Which is the latest in the Marvel Studios, uh, or you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? Uh, I'd never heard of Eternals before. Uh, they made their first appearance in uh, July of 1976 in in the Marvel printed comics. They were created by Jack Kirby, who is a legend in the in the Marvel Comics universe. And uh, the Eternals, they they are. Um, an extraterrestrial race. They all are, um, they look like humans and they, um, they're like this evolutionary offshoot of, 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 uh, of the, of the, I guess the, like the create the celestials or this is like the creators of, of, uh, of the universe. Um, again, you know, comic book stuff that's that's kind of this that's kind of heady. Um they are intended to be the defenders of Earth and also to defend Earth from their destructive counterparts, the deviants. So you don't have to remember any of this stuff. It gets you know it gets kind of explained in the movie. Um kind of <laughs> but uh Basically, I've I thought that this film it's you know and it's been getting really mixed reviews and and, and there's controversy with within some of the with these some of these Marvel f- fans. Uh, for me, I just totally enjoyed it. It was pure escapism. Again, these were all new characters to me. Um, a lot of it, frankly, was just like beautiful people standing around talking and sometimes fighting, and I was okay with it. Uh, I know a complaint I've heard from from others and from friends is that it was just so difficult to really find out or figure out what was happening and what was going on and what these people were doing and what their relationships were, et cetera. And I would agree, but for me, that was p- part of the enjoyment of it was was uh, trying to figure out what these people were doing or what they were talking about. And again, all the actors they got were so appealing uh and then uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, which I thought was a very interesting choice, but also in a way kind of a perfect choice for a movie like this. Uh, I just thought it was right right down uh, her alley. So um, for me, I, I enjoyed Eternals a lot. And it's a very different style of film than you'd get from, uh, say, like a Captain America movie or whatnot. Uh, and that's not bad. So we'll see what what's in store, what these eternal characters, these eternals characters are going to be doing in the future of of uh, these Marvel movies that you know are all kind of interconnected. It's all just like one big uh, kind of serial uh, setup, which again is just is just really fun. And you know, and I get I get zero meaning 
life meaning out of a Marvel movie. It's for me, it's just, it's just pure, uh, entertainment and escape. So, um, anyway, I gave Eternals four out of five stars. Well, that does it for this episode of the movies past and present podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at moviespap, as in past and present. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth. Thank you.